This is Arkies in the Beltway, a look at national politics and the Arkansans influencing the discussions. I'm Alex Thomas, Washington correspondent for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, reporting from the nation's capital. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of December 17th, 2023. Members of Arkansas's congressional delegation celebrating provisions in Congress's annual defense package. Both chambers of Congress overwhelmingly supporting the National Defense Authorization Act, all six of Arkansas's federal lawmakers backing the defense bill. The Senate and House of Representatives approved separate versions back in July. Senator Tom Cotton among the conferees responsible for creating a conference report. The senator from Little Rock serves on the Senate Armed Services Committee. Part of the National Defense Authorization Act authorizes multi-year contracts involving munitions. This includes aircraft, military equipment, and missile systems manufactured at sites like Highland Industrial Park in Camden. Representative Bruce Westerman of Hot Springs. The NDAA affects our whole country, and it specifically has a big effect in Arkansas and the 4th District. The defense package also authorizes various military projects, including nearly $76 million of construction at Ebbing Air National Guard Base in Fort Smith. The military base preparing for the U.S. foreign military sales program, providing training services for the United States military allies. Representative Steve Womack of Rogers has prioritized the training mission, as have Senators Cotton and John Bozeman. I've spent a lot of time and effort with my senators and the stakeholders down in Fort Smith to make this uh, F-35 mission possible and to accelerate it, uh, certainly not delay it, and, uh, and this, is, this is a big step in that direction. Other projects in the NDAA include designating the museum at the former Acre Air Force Base site in Blytheville as a National Cold War Center and grants for security and fire protection at the former Army-Navy General Hospital in Hot Springs. The defense package includes a 5.2% pay raise for military members and the Defense Department's civilian workforce with adjustments to military housing and the supplemental allowance for certain service members. Conservatives scored several victories in the final package related to social issues, Cotton secured language implementing salary caps and hiring freezes for Pentagon positions involving diversity, equity, and inclusion training. When the House passed its bill during the summer, Republicans successfully pushed for language blocking the Defense Department from reimbursing travel expenses for abortion services and a section barring support for gender-affirming care for transgender troops. Neither House provision made the final bill. The House done with its scheduled legislative work for the year. The Senate will be back this week, some members spending the weekend discussing a possible immigration deal. Senator Cotton is part of those talks. Representative Rick Crawford keeping an eye on China's growing influence in Latin America and the Caribbean. The congressman from Jonesboro leading a panel discussion on how China is positioning itself in Central America, South America, and the Caribbean islands, and why this presents a threat to the United States standing in these regions. From agriculture to technology development, manufacturing, natural resource development, the CCP has slowly exploited us and our neighbors to gain a competitive advantage. Paul Angelo with the William J. Perry Center for Hemispheric Defense Studies joined Crawford for the talk. He says the United States has to consider the issue with consideration to not just national security, but also economic interest. We're not paying attention to the multidimensional and multi-domain aspects of security. Uh, Then we are uh, at risk of sowing the seeds for cycles of discontent that will create instability uh, and create thereafter problems uh, for us here in the United States. The panel discussion, part of the House Intelligence Committee's Beyond the Skiff series of talks highlighting the committee's work. Crawford and Representative French Hill of Little Rock serve on the committee. Hill hosted a similar event late last month regarding China's economic standing. 
A Bozeman-led bill reaching the White House, the House of Representatives, passing the Duck Stamp Modernization Act last Tuesday. The Senate passed that legislation back in July. The bill allows people to carry an electronic stamp for the federal government rather than needing to have a fiscal stamp on hand when they go duck hunting. Senator Bozeman says the bill moves duck stamps into the 21st century. What this is about is just making it such that those that enjoy duck hunting can do it, can do it in an easier fashion. And so they can do it online. They don't have to, you know, uh, go through the process that we're doing now. Kellis Moss with Ducks Unlimited says the opportunity to carry a duck stamp electronically will be a helpful tool for hunters in future seasons. For sake of argument, if you show up to your buddy's house and realize you left your stamp behind, you can just hop online and buy another one, you know, before you go out the next day instead of scrambling to find a a sporting goods store or a post office that's carrying the stamp or anything like that. People will still receive a fiscal stamp allowing collectors to continue their hobby without having to worry about damaging or losing their stamp. And that'll do it for this edition of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of December 17th, 2023. You can stay up to date with all news involving Arkansas at ArkansasOnline.com. You can get in touch with me on social media. My handle is at Alex House Thomas. I'm Alex Thomas, and this has been Arkies in the Beltway. Thanks for listening.